podcast. Yes. <laughs> we have a connection. Yes. <laughs> ten degrees of uh Kevin. Wait, let me add it to my thread my thread wall. <laughs> what is it? Seven degrees <laughs> of animal crossing. Two degrees crossings. of animal crossing. <laughs> this has what? been going on, Ken, since six degrees of, last of year. Uh, Tom Nook. Yeah. Every every week, every podcast. information presented in this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. While many of the people here have some form of mental health training, they are not your mental health professional. This podcast is not a replacement for mental health or physical care or for the diagnosis of any mental health illness or condition. Hello, and thank you for joining us once again for the Guardians MH podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nate, and with me tonight is Joe. How are we doing? Alan. Hello. And Matt. Hello. If you are joining us for the first time, Guardians MH is a 501c3 nonprofit focused on promoting mental health awareness throughout the gaming community. We strive to be a first step assisting individuals with gathering meaningful resources in a safe and inclusive atmosphere. Our podcast is another way to normalize talking about mental health and is a fusion of mental health topics and gaming. Please welcome our guest tonight, Ken. Thanks, Nate. It's great to be here. And how you doing, buddy? Glad you're here. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Yeah. Doing great. Thanks, Joe. You got to deal with us two times in one week. I don't know know. if it's a good thing or a bad thing for you, Ken. (laughs) Oh, no. It's it's awesome. I had so much fun playing with you guys, and now we get to sit back and just have a relaxed chat, so it's going to be great. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was such a great opportunity um, Wednesday night and really can't thank you enough for taking the time because I know you have such a busy schedule and everything. So it really meant a lot to us for you to take the time to do a ride along with us with, you know, Nate experiencing the demo for the first time himself and going through it and talking about it. And it was just awesome. Oh, sorry, Matt. I looked at (laughs) Nate. No, it was, it was great fun. It, you guys have been such great supporters of, of ours from, from day one, you know, believing in what we're doing and helping us to, uh, you know, kind of get things right and get the word out about what we're doing. So always excited to, to come on board and, uh, you know, walk you guys through it and get your, your feedback and, uh, and yeah, come on the, the podcast and uh, talk to your awesome uh, audience. So before we, I, I guess before we jump too far ahead, Ken, who the hell are you? <laughs> I, well, I, I'm, yeah. nobody, of, nobody of consequence. No, I'm the, uh, the, the uh, you know, creative director on Destiny Sword, which is the the game we were playing on Tuesday. And uh, I spent uh, you know 25 years in the the games industry, predominantly in the, the UK, working. But uh, really decided to set up our studio, Two Dogs Games, to to make this particular game that we believed in. We really wanted to to do something that that you know looked beyond just the the running around shooting people that we see in you know the games out there right now, and really looked uh, you know deeper under the hood at uh, you know some of the mental health issues issues that uh you know soldiers face in combat and, and things like that and it it really evolved into something where you know 
hopefully it, it actually, you know, has some good things to say about mental health in general, about, uh, you know, uh, supporting and encouraging each other and also about building your own resilience and, and your own sort of coping uh, strategies. Nice. Absolutely. So I got to ask right off the top, why two dogs? Oh, I've got two great Bouviers. They're, uh, they're the, <laughs> the light of our lives, also the trouble of our days, but uh, you know, it's, it's hard to decide if they're net positive in the end some days, but uh, no, they, they keep us company. And, uh, you know, I got my, my pup lying on the couch right beside me here, warming me up. Uh, so that's, she's great. That's awesome. <laughs> Rory so, and Kayla. <laughs> is that what Rory and Kayla? I love yeah. it. Now you I mean, have to show pictures. These are the yeah. questions, you know, I'm glad because I'm glad we really got to know that because that was the first thing that came to my mind was the names of the dogs. Yep. But, but also too, more importantly, this game, right. Can you talk a little bit more about its inception and what it was like getting it from the ground up, so to speak, because destiny sword. And for those who are listening myself, I got to play it for the first time uh, on Wednesday and it was my first introduction, and I and I said on the stream too. I said, like, I, I felt like I was I was at PAX because it was like I had a developer with me showing me everything. It was fantastic. It was cool. <laughs> it really was. But it, it's it's an amazing game. It is, um, the, the layers to it are phenomenal. But I I definitely want to hear from like its inception and like sure. groundwork up, so to speak. So I'll try to give you the the short. But, uh, you know, detailed answer and let me know if I go too long just to give me a, you know, a hand signal or something, <laughs> cut it off. But uh, basically, one of the games I did over in the UK was a, a game called B-17, uh, you know, Flying Fortress, the Mighty Eighth. And it was a historical flight sim about the, the World War II bomber. And uh, so part of my role on that project was uh, interviewing the veterans and getting their story and doing a lot of the research. And of course, we had read every book, watched every movie we could get, even old gun camera footage and things like that. But when we started talking to the vets, it just became so apparent to me that these these books and movies weren't even beginning to scratch the surface of the whole story. These guys were making a, a living in that theater for up to five years and uh, you know, they had to get themselves back on that aircraft when, you know, some of their friends hadn't come back from the, the previous mission. And it was just, you know, so telling, you know, the, the books and the movies only dealt with a few seconds when they were pulling the trigger. And there was so much more to it than that. Um, so I was so inspired by their their stories, the vets I was interviewing that I actually went on uh, a couple of years later and created a, an audio book myself called the Sherman Experience Tapes, which is a series of interviews with British uh, Sherman tank veterans from World War II. And uh, again, this, the stories were fantastic, but I was interviewing these guys at 80 years old and uh, you know, some of them were still waking up on the floors, trying to, in their bedroom, trying to get out of a burning tank at night and and things like that. And I had one guy that I'd uh, interviewed, he'd been knocked out by an 88 uh, and he said, you know, he remembers the the shell came in the front across his lap and out the, the side sponsor. And he says he remembers looking out that glowing ring and seeing the world outside because um, it was still white hot from the penetration. And, um, and, and you know, he says, but he can't remember how he got back to base. He just remembers seeing that ring. And then the next thing he was sort of back at the at the camp. Um, so obviously somebody pulled him out and got him back. But then 30 years mm-hmm. later, he was driving his mom through Swindon. 
and he heard this big crash of thunder. And he said the next thing he knew, uh, you know, is he woke up and his mom was grabbing his arm, shaking him, going, you know, Brian, stop, stop. And he was uh, full speed reverse down the road. Um, and it was wow. like, wow, you know, it, so that really brought home to me that not only are these experiences much deeper than we realized, you know, the impacts much deeper, but they last forever. Like they never go away, especially these guys that didn't know what they were experiencing and couldn't process it. You know, um, proliferation of action movies that we see nowadays where our heroes run across the screen doing all these things, you know, leveling cities and not even feeling anything about it kind of thing. And I, I just thought, you know, as entertainers, we really have a responsibility to do more, uh, you know, to kind of look deeper under the hood there. So, you know, that was what really started us wanting to to look at how the characters feel and how they react and, and portray some of those long-term consequences and, and the things that, you know, soldiers have to deal with. Um, but obviously the challenge for us is doing that in a way that, you know, it, it is fun to engage with the characters and manage and care about them as opposed to feeling like a, a chore and, and certainly not something where we wanted you know, people to, to sort of experience the same trauma that these soldiers did just to, to understand the, the process and the aftermath and, and, you know, hopefully gain some some ideas, some awareness of, of how to help support and encourage people who are suffering. So I guess that's the, the short answer. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> no, the long, short answer. Yeah and, yeah. and there's a fine line between being, you know, accurate and still being respectful. Yes, right. exactly. It was so oh. important that we, we did it with respect and dignity. And that's why we're, we're so lucky that we've had such great partners, you know, sort of helping and guiding us along the way. So actually talk about some of those partners sure. and how that sort of, because again, there's a, we want, that's such a fine line, at least from what I could imagine of being able to be accurate, respectful, but then also you're incorporating this piece that frankly has not that representation hasn't been done in video games as far as mental health. And when it comes to veterans and active um, and active uh, military. So how does that, so how did you get, who helped you? Who, where did you get the resources from? So we're lucky to meet a, a bunch of different uh, organizations who have helped from a number of different directions. And it's been fantastic from the, the game side. Um, you know, we, we first, uh, you know, reached out to, uh, um, you know, Kate when she was with the uh, the IGDA, but at the time she was also the, the you know, acting executive director of Take This, and she helped get us in touch with, uh, you know, the Take This uh, staff. You know, they, they've been a fantastic organization, and then from the military side, we... We reached out to uh, a group called uh, Spartan Wellness, sorry, <laughs> and, and Spartan Wellness are a Canadian veterans support group, and, and they've been, uh, you know, absolutely generous with their time and their stories, you know, taking us through obviously what are, are very difficult things, I'm sure, for them to, to talk about, but being, yeah. you know, so open and, and, uh, and uh, you know, sharing with us, it's been incredible. And actually, you know, that was kind of just one of these flute meetings where I, I met a fellow at a hockey game. Um, and, you know, he was asking me, you know, sort of what I do. And I was telling him a bit about, uh, you know, the game and stuff. And he went, wow, that's really neat. I've got somebody you should meet. And he introduced me to Riyadh, who was uh, at the time just starting up, uh, you know, the Spartan Wellness Group. And, uh, mm. you know, a perfect partnership. And, you know, they we've sort of probably talked to about 16 or 17 of their vets and, and had them kind of do everything from, you know, look at our scripts and give us some guidance on that to, you know, just sort of sitting down and play testing the game together, much like, like you did and, and getting their reactions and things. And, 
So yeah, it's been awesome. And then of course we've had a couple of uh, of ladies who are involved in the Canadian Forces mental health side who've been guiding us uh, specifically on mental health in the military, which is a fantastic perspective, as well as uh, you know some American veterans who have you know helped us play test and promote and and uh, you know sort of given again given their time consulting and and yeah. send us copies of their their books and memoirs and things. So it's it you know it's just one of those things where where you know it's just been such an amazing community support. I mean, like I say, much like with you guys, you know, and that's kind of the whole message of our game, which is really exciting, you know, is that, is that we need that community to build that resilience and strength and that we're all, you know, stronger by working together. And, and, and that it's been true in real life too, you know, that what's helped this game get this far is the community behind us. So very lucky. That's fantastic. And having all access to resources and, talking to people's experiences really, really shows in the game Destiny Sword when you get into it. Um, the level of interactions you have with the characters and the representation of all the different facets of um, like the emotional wheel. You guys use the, uh, in, in game, it's called the uh, emotional uh, matrix. Mm-hmm. which is a uh, it, it's a circle and it's like a pie cut out and it represents a facet all the way around. But how many different um, parts of the emotions? I know on Wednesday you, we talked about this on stream, sure. but uh, how many different facets does the game cover in in the game? Well, it's really neat because there's actually several layers. So what you talked about, uh, you know, the emotional state matrix, that's really the the top layer. That's what the character's feeling, uh, you know, from moment to moment. And and that represents eight different axes of emotion. And they're the sort of the core emotions like anger and fear and grief and joy, that kind of thing. Um, But they can actually combine and, and, you know, by combining those, those, uh, uh, emotions, we get up to 80 different feelings that we can represent in, in the characters. And, you know, they're kind of neat because they're, they're somewhat transient. So, you know, they obviously every character has sort of a baseline, but uh, you know, for instance, if they got scared, their fear would spike up, but it would gradually, uh, you know, fairly quickly actually recede back down to, to their baseline level of fear. Um, but if there was something more traumatic, say they lost a parent or something like that, then, you know, their grief would spike and it would take longer to, to sort of come back to base or, you know, require, you know, some support from uh, the other characters or from yourself as the player to, to bring that back in line. And then, of course, events can actually shift those underlying baselines and, and actually change the, the, you know, the overall, uh, you know, personality of the character. And then the, the personality itself is represented with 25 different facets. And those are you know, everything from, you know, how truthful a character is to how patient they are, to how judgmental they are, to how socially outgoing they are. It's just all the different facets that determine who the character is. And and those things, those personality facets determine how those uh, emotions, um, you know, get effect, get driven by events. Like when the character experiences something, do they get angry at it or do they get scared by it or do they you know, are they happy about it? That's all kind of driven by, you know, where their personality is. And, and much like the, the emotions, that personality is, is subject to kind of be affected by the events themselves as well. So it's this really neat simulation that has all these different layers, uh, you know, going. And then, of course, the relationships between the characters themselves themselves as well also uh play a part in all of that and the commander too which was and a the relationship really to, the, to the player that's right yeah so as you're as you're playing with the uh through the game just like ken said you 
build a relationship, whatever uh, situation the character is going through that uh, reflects further into the game. And you could talk with them more and explore that and essentially rabbit hole down all the different um, options that you have for the conversation. But it also affects on how they have relationships with other crew members. And then on top of that with you, as the commander which is so wild too because you could be talking to jimmy and you know go down a a a narrative that is more forward and not as empathetic and you could pull up your relationship wheel with your crew and you could see his line turns red and it's like oh and that's going to reflect farther down in the game where he's not going to listen to your orders potentially and yeah. uh it's, it's so unique and you could really see just what you what you talked about how much of the research and everything went right into the game with those relationships and the representation of all the different uh ends of the spectrum of mental health and it's right truly a groundbreaking game in the sense that it's never a game has never gone this far into depth with its character relationships versus the players relationships with the character and then how it directly affects them in combat situations too sure. and uh matt what did you think uh on that on that note it's amazing how well it transcribed into my knowledge and my work within therapy realistically right as because as and this this showed on stream um and i not necessarily spoilers because it's in the demo but the the, um i believe her name was may the character that you sort of uh yeah that you sort of uncover that she's got a substance abuse issue Mm -hmm. and for Mm -hmm. me just the way that it came out and the way that you sort of uncover it and and the questions that come up too right that the commander can ask and how to approach it um it's phenomenal the one the one part i loved and i I said again i said on stream but i'm just so i was floored by it that little um i think was in like the tutorial when they was explaining like in order for a positive sort of success to happen with her you need to be able to get her to agree to going to, you know, going to rehab and going to work on her issues versus you as the commander forcing her, the likelihood of success is, is less. And that is so true in substance use, right? You can't go for other people. You can't be forced to get clean. You got to do it on your own. And when I saw that, again, it just proves the amount of detail and the amount of, respect not only for the um not only for the military side but the mental health side of it too and those aspects were amazing amazing i'm just going to keep repeating that word i think I'm just keep <laughs> saying amazing the whole oh, time thank you but that you know, that that was one of my biggest takes takeaways as i was going and i think you all even noticed because there was one point where i was like no no we'll try the combat I'm like, no, I want to continue with this dialogue. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we had to pry Matt away from the narrative and, and interacting with the crew. And Ken, so polite. And he's like, yo, yes. yo go ahead and uh, we'll move on. And I'm like, yeah, we'll move on and go to the combat. And Matt's like, oh, okay. And he All starts right. going into yeah, the narrative so- more. And then he got to the addiction part. And he was just like, oh. 
and he kept going down that rabbit hole yeah. and then said Ken so politely, just go ahead and hit the positive sides of it, the conversation, right. so we can go into the combat. Right, right. I'm I'm like, let's just hit the negative ones. Where do we go? Where do we go? Yeah. <laughs> but it shows but, how deep the yes. game really is when you get into it. And if if you haven't tried it yet and you're listening to uh, to us right now and this is the first time you've heard about Destiny Sword, you could try the demo for free on Steam. You can download it right now. Uh, the full game comes out later this year. And it's text-based so it's very kind of on the same level as like uh an early final fantasy with the text boxes and you get to choose your your uh the narrative on interacting with the crew members in that sense but a thousand times more deeper and it it's got some of the coolest um music that is attached to it as well when you get into it there's a very i'm gonna i don't want to butcher the composer's name what what's his name jake butino jake he's so talented say the last name joe i don't boot no Uh, i'm not even sure i'm saying it right (laughs) i just say jake and that's playing it safe he's gonna kill me i'm gonna get a message and go you know joe uh, jake hit the hit guardian up on uh, twitter there and tell him how to actually pronounce your last name yeah yeah if you could you know. put the spaces in it too. If if Doc was with us tonight, he go. Uh, it's correctly pronounced this way, Joe. Right. Um, Please write it phonetically. Thank you. Yeah, phonetically. <laughs> that would be fantastic. He's gonna kill us. Um, but anyways, uh, Jake is so talented uh, in what he does, and it's so cool too because when you're in the narrative part and not the combat yet for the music, um, when you're in one of the sections of the ship, it's got a very relaxed music tone uh, going in the background. But when you start interacting with the characters, the music reacts to how they're feeling during the narrative interaction. So if Mm -hmm. you say something that makes them angry, you're getting more of like a heavy rock type, you know, just heavy chords, just and it starts hitting more joy and trust. It starts to get a little bit higher, more relaxed, calm, like uh, up, you know, uplifting, upbeat in the music so it's it, it, it it's really cool how it reacts to those interactions i thought that was really really neat the and, way that uh, it reacts to the music is amazing but yeah. also the the uh, the characters themselves right the you you watch them tense up the shoulders go up the every the body gets stiff when they're upset you see like very visual uh reflections of sadness and stress and fear that come into the characters. How did, what, what went into that designing? So there's a couple of things. I mean, the the first is, you know, the animation itself, uh, you know, we use a package called spine, which lets us skin two dimensional artwork as though it was like a a three dimensional character. So that's kind of neat. It allows us to, to create these skeletal animations for the characters that we can share between, uh, you know, the different characters and stuff like that, which is great from a production standpoint. But uh, Anthony Traeger, our animation artist, has done a fantastic job, uh, you know, capturing, you know, some of those emotions in the animation, like you say. I mean, it just, it, it always blows us away just how how lifelike, you know, some of them are. And there's some, some fantastic ones that really stick out that, 
especially for us testing that we have to see all the time. Um, you know, like the mag surprise look and then, the you know, the, yeah. the commander and his rump eye roll that he gives you if you haven't done well or you're he's kind of ticked off at, you know, those are two that really stick out that uh, that the team kind of razz Anthony about. But just because they're so, so great and have so much, uh, you know, character to them. Yeah, absolutely. And it, again, it just it adds to not only the narrative story that you guys have created, but it, it, it just even more so adds on a mental health side of things. Like those are things that I look out for. If I got another person across from me, or unfortunately now on Zoom, telehealth. Yeah. Those those are the things that I look out for. You know, are the shoulders tense and tight? Um is the is the individual sweating? Because um and this uh the character's name I'm gonna forget. Oh Yuri, yeah. Has a full blown full-blown panic attack oh yeah i was just playing it demo. earlier when i got to that part yeah and it but it's it's amazing the the features mm-hmm. you, you see like little beads of sweat sort of starting to happen the heartbeat which is you know it, it's <laughs> what's it, it's it's just it's so telling you know the movement of the hands the the rubbing the rubbing of his leg yeah, Again, all the just body these language. Tel- yeah, the body language that you were able to capture and its relation to to mental health is spot on. At least awesome. in my opinion. At least we, my we were opinion. very lucky early on. We got to to talk to the uh, the all the communication uh, you know team, and uh, basically that that's uh, you know an organization that Alan all this set up to. Uh, you know, promote empathy and communication and science and medicine. And, uh, you know, so we reached out to them and, and said, you know, we're trying to do this game that's all about empathy. And and Alan was, you know, very graciously had a, a call with us and, and sort of asked us what we were doing and talked through it. And he said, well, you know, so much of it is nonverbal, you know, so he said, you definitely want to focus on, on those cues. So that was a really big, uh, you know, sort of turning point for us to, to actually realize that, you know, the importance of that and then to be able to, to implement that in the, in the game, you know, so, you know, Mag has her, her fight with her squad mates. Um, and as a result, she has a, a black eye. So even things like that, noticing that somebody has a, you know, a bruise or a scratch or somebody who normally keeps themselves really, you know, sort of prim and proper suddenly coming with an unkempt uniform or messy hair or something like that. Or, you know, one of our characters that you, you didn't unfortunately get a chance to, to talk through the, the deeper story with them was a Rav and, and he's actually mm. suffering from, from PTSD. So he actually, if you notice in the demo has bags under his eyes because he's not been sleeping because uh, he's been, yeah. been suffering from his nightmares. And, and so that, you know, all these little clues that we can, can give to, to sort of help, uh, you know, uh, communicate the way the characters are, are feeling and the struggles they're going through it. It really all helps to, you know, bring that, uh, that message home. So yeah, that's, it, it was really important to us to, to capture some of those things. And it shows, it really does. It shows in just the narrative of the story. It shows within the animation of the characters, it shows that you took a lot of detail and a lot of things to heart here. And, for lack of better words, you love to see it. You love to see when somebody actually, you know, when a group uh, is able to represent, I can't speak on a military side, but I'll speak sure. on a mental health side. It is great to see that that's being represented very well in a medium that, 
I love. <laughs> awesome. And Thank so you. many military love too, because gaming is also a really great tool to have in your, like your self-care toolkit where it allows an individual to escape for a short period of time. It'll allow the person to relax, calm themselves down if they're, if they're anxious and just mm-hmm. gives them that escape for a short period of time. And mm-hmm. just in the continental U.S., there's over 70 million gamers. And how many of them are military or former military you know, uh, veterans that are playing the game? Millions, millions of them. So it's, it's really... Uh, an amazing, amazing uh, journey on this game as well as I, I just can't tell you and I can't get it out of my head that when you were talking about the character with fighting with her crew members in the demo, when you get to that character's narrative, um, they you as the commander gave them permission to go on shore leave. And you see the the party downtown and everything. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. having fun. And then all of a sudden she comes back with a black eye and everybody's pointing fingers and you're trying to go through the narrative of who caused what and this and that. And then all of a sudden you adopted a dog on the crew and <laughs> you have a dog. <laughs> I don't know where the dog came from. But Actually, the, <laughs> yeah. Go carry on. But it's great because you interact with the dog too. So <laughs> as, as you progress and you come out of the narrative of it and you go, yeah, you know, we can, you know, you can keep the dog. It's great for morale and everything. And all of a sudden on your screen, there's the dog and the dog's not only just in like the main um, barracks, he's in the engineering He's on the he command deck around. Yep. and you can pet him too. And he, he'll stand up and he'll bark to get attention. And when I loved it, when you, you're like, go to the command deck, pet him. And now talk to the commander in the command, yes. get this dog off the command deck. <laughs> <laughs> but then it, it follows you too, because then it's, yeah. in the, it's in the engine room. I'm not yeah. the, engine room, the repair room. And then yep. <laughs> it's all over the place. Absolutely. Yep. No, and so, it's neat because it actually interleaves with some of the other quests. So if that, it, you know, that one where you had to catch the the thief in the repair bay, yes. um, if the dog's in the repair bay when the thief is is out, you know, the dog will start growling at him to let you know that uh, you know he should be there, kind of thing. So it's oh. kind of fun. But uh, yeah, I, the, yeah, no, the team, the team actually, uh, you know, Anthony who, who does the animation, he uh, you. Um, you know, animated the dog and everything and Phil, our concept artist, uh, you know, painted the dog, but, uh, they, they both sort of saw a picture of, of, of Caleb, my, my dog here, uh, when she was a, a young puppy. And so they, that's who it's based oh, on. That's it's awesome. actually Kayla is a puppy. So <laughs> she made it into the game. There you go. I love it. I love it. That's yeah. So- it was so cool too. When you're going through. So when you first dive into the game, you're on the support ship. And the support ship has six different areas that you can go to. Now, when the full game releases, there'll be more ships in you know the fleet that you'll be able to travel to. But uh, just starting, like just like in any any uh, any other game. Okay, Dingo, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> she oh. wants in the game too, right? I was just yeah, Dingo say. wants in the game. You <laughs> might have to make a sequel. Um, I'm just saying. Uh, I just have another pet. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Uh, that would be hilarious. DLC um, pet pack. 
But <laughs> yeah. other ships will open up as as the adventure goes. But just like every game, you have the starting you know village, the town that you go to, and that's the support ship. Now, what are the six different areas that that a player has access to on the support ship right off from the bat? So the, the the first one is is obviously the the barracks where you know the the players actually can recruit and, and manage their their crew and and uh, you know that's where you get to to talk to them and interact with them and then of course you got the the command center which is where you can manage your your sort of your account and and see what's happening in the game you've got a news screen telling you what's you know going on in the game and things like that you can also manage you know, a lot of your upgrade path from, from there. So, you know, like you mentioned, you know, upgrading your support ship and, in, in, you know, increasing the capabilities and things like that. Um, and then there's a bunch of different gameplay sections. So there's the medical bay, which is of course where we heal the characters and the, the healing is a very, uh, you know, social process. We need everybody to, to help each other to, to heal the characters. Cause you know, it takes such a wide range of, of skills to do that, that it, it's unlikely we'll have all those uh, skills across our characters. So, you know, we need help from our, our uh, you know, guild mates to, uh, to actually be able to, to, you know, uh, complete those procedures. So there we've got the, the list of injured characters and we can all jump in and, and help out there. Uh, and very similar, uh, you know, in fashion is the repair bay where, you know, except st- instead of healing characters, we're repairing equipment but we're also, uh, you know, sort of uh, customizing equipment by applying the, the chips to them that you've collected in battle. And those sort of allow you to put special abilities and things on your, your equipment, your weapons and armor and things. Um, and then, uh, you know, we've got the guild hall. And the guild hall is really the, the heartbeat of the, uh, of the social side of the game where we can actually, uh, you know, interact with each other. There's a message board. We can leave messages for each other, that kind of thing. Um, and, and we can kind of experience that's where we send the, the characters on the different events. Like we can, you know, trigger off a, a party in the guild hall. And then it, again, every player who actually comes into the guild hall while the party's active gets to attend that party. So the characters get the benefit of that, uh, event, but then the, you know, the characters may also have, you know, offshoot events that happen because of that, that, that bring us into the story. Like one of them may lose a watch, uh, you know, when they go to the party and now as players, we have to figure out, you know, has any of our characters seen it and get the watch back to the rightful owner and stuff. So all sorts of little life events always going off all the time with the characters. That and then of so course there's awesome. the, the gate, the, the ready room where we, we go into combat from. So. That's awesome. And I love how you touched on that too, because you brought such a huge social side to mm-hmm. Destiny Story. It's not a one player game. Um, you touched on um, the medical bay I want to drop back to because mm-hmm. we did experience this. We went into the combat and uh, one of our, our characters got injured and it, it was great. We'll get to that uh, here in a bit. But when you went to the medical bay, um, the greatest thing that I saw with that is like you said, not all of our characters just starting out are going to be equipped to, to mm-hmm. perform some of these surgeries. And once you get going, the auto success, um, you know, proc for the surgeries is going to stop happening. Yep. So you're going to be kind of forced to upgrade your medical staff, the equipment and stuff, but you'll get to a point where being in a guild and, in the social network on the ship, you can reach out to other guild members and go, I have a, uh, uh, a severe uh, internal bleeding, hemorrhaging, uh, you know, a blast went off in combat. Uh, does anybody have a surgeon that is equipped? 
yep. to perform this. And it may take, you know, a, a bit if somebody's not active, but that's where they go. Yep. And boom, you could hit a button and send your surgeon over to assist on it, to bring your character back. And that is Absolutely. so cool. <laughs> so cool. And, and you know, one that. of the things we want to do, it's, uh, you know, still still a, a sort of a dream for us because we've got to get, uh, you know, version one out the door. But we have a vision for a, a companion app, uh, you know, where it can basically, you know, give a notification. Hey, you know, somebody in your guild needs a brain surgeon, for instance, you've got a character with the right skills. Do you want to assign them? You know, so even if you're in a meeting or you're having dinner or something, you can just go, yep, assign them and, and throw the character on to, to help with the surgery and get your, your obviously your experience points and things, but also help your friends. Uh, you know, so we'd love to, to sort of have make it that easy for people to, to sort of help each other out. Oh, that would and be super cool. Right. That is an awesome addition to it. And uh, I, I can't praise that enough for adding that to it and usually it, you know, when you see games you go into it and it's like combat you team up and you go to the fight together and with this it's you see all sides of the combat you you interact with the characters to uh talk with them individually and i believe uh you can have up to uh, i think 20 characters yep. on your roster at a time which wow. is huge and just going through the narrative of five of them at the beginning, you can rabbit hole for a long time and, and go down sure. and you see how they're affected by the emotional matrix at the bottom with anger, joy, grief, everything. And, um, not going completely positive, you know, answers and directions. You can see how it directly affects them and how it affects the, your relationship with them. Sure. Um, so it's, really cool seeing that side of it but when you go into combat too you have the characters interacting uh one gets hit by by a round in combat fighting the rebels you know during the riots down you know wherever on some planet x and uh or a droid is going you know you're sent there to go combat uh some droids or something and uh one gets hit by a round usually it's just that in in destiny sword other crew members ask if they're all right in combat. And that's something you don't see very often uh, with that narrative in combat. And if you poke the character while they're fighting, they could give you an aggressive response that they're busy right now and they can't talk, which is really great to see as well. Like that harkens back to the, uh, the old blizzard overclicks. Oh, when you overclick the, you know, click, 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 click. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's oh old school. God, yes, it does. <laughs> Wasn't that in Warcraft, like the original? That was, yeah, that was yeah. And there was right. there was homage to it in like Warcraft Three and Frozen Throne, if I remember all correctly. Right. Right. We're all gonna play Warcraft one of these nights. No, um, <laughs> yes, no, <please>. yeah, <laughs> yes, please. I got too many games on my dashboard right now. Um, Deal with it. <laughs> when ken's game comes out it I'm, I'm gonna be dedicating a lot of time to playing it because i really do want to jump past the uh the demo part because it's a huge demo but it leaves you wanting more you want to progress more and getting to those boss fights and everything and the cool thing is you can play with when you get into like uh the battle ready section of the ship and you've talked to your characters you've built up their relationships you've done everything there and you're ready for combat and when you go into it your interactions that you had with the characters in the barracks 
are going to affect them in battle for how well they they perform. Um, if they're angry at you, they might not listen to your orders or they mm-hmm. might give you some sass on the field. Uh, if they're dealing with PTSD, they might they might lock up and they'll miss shots more or they'll miss their turn uh, like they're stunned, which is uh, really interesting. But I love the fact that you can play with their loadouts, too. You can give them kind of uh, special moves. You can change their weapons out, armor, add stuff to it, customize it. And when you get into it, um, we kind of poked, you know, told Matt, like, hey, put on Orbital Strike and put on this one and that one. And he was just, like, going right out of the gate with just a four, you know, going up against three low-level guys and just right first move, Orbital Strike. And it just wiped the map. <laughs> it was like, okay, you could have let that last a little longer. But like a, it's like it's like a level seven spell against a CR1 for all my DVDs. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, you talked about this. You talked about this emotional matrix and just like how many facets does this game track? I believe it was 25. Yeah, so that's right. So there's there's the eight axes of the emotions and then the the 25 uh, facets in the personality. So which combined to give us a phenomenal range. Yep. Yep. So once you. Yeah, go ahead, Nate. That's just absurd. Like the the level of interaction. I'm 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 looking forward to playing the demo. I'm, I literally <laughs> downloaded it as we're listening because I missed the uh, the playthrough yesterday. Oh, but yeah, awesome. just yeah, the game put a lot of thought into interactions and how those interactions play on each other. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, because you see, like uh, when you're interacting with the character the individual character, you see the little pie wheel, the, the emotional matrix in the bottom left corner. There is a screen that you can go to that blows that up as a full screen. And you see all the other facts that, wow. that it tracks under that specific category. And it's a bar too. So you can see where they are, how fearful they are, how fearless they are, how much that's anger. A, and you can, that's a really, really interesting design it you know, design uh, element too. Like I would have never thought to graph that out. And, and it was kind of neat. We actually did a little, uh, when we were doing uh, packs online just this past summer, um, we did a, um, a really neat promotion where we actually had a, a questionnaire. So people could fill out, uh, you could answer, you know, 50 questions and they could actually find out where on the personality spectrum they were. So they could basically make themselves as a character. So, Right. Uh, you know, we'll, that. we'll probably bring that back again uh, sometime uh, later on when we, we sort of want to do another, uh, you know, kind of promotional event. And uh, I'll make sure I send you guys a link so you can all, uh, you know, take that personality quiz and, you know, get oh. a feel feel for yeah. what you'd look like. <laughs> you in know, Destiny we will. Sword. Or you can obviously fudge the answers and make the character you want to make, too. But. Right. <laughs> we don't fu- we don't fudge anything here, Ken. <laughs> That's how we I are. keep getting Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. uh, we are we are all straight shooters well although during that demo i got a little mean with some of my responses but that's a different story <laughs> that's that's yeah. kind of the neat thing about it really was you know we really wanted to present a a safe and inclusive space where you could explore these different possibilities and see but you know what are some of the positive ways to interact with somebody but what are some of the implications of, of maybe taking a, a not so ideal approach and, and really hope that, that that helps to to build empathy and communication skills in people in the long run. 
Absolutely. Sure. Like it, it sounds like you could, you could, you could go full on aggro and just go, I want to build my character to be this, but you know, what if I want to come back and go, this is kind of how I really feel. Let's see what that character looks like. Yeah. And, and even in the characters in the game, it, it you know, we, we talked about these different emotional axes, but you know, I mean, it, it, it's a really nuanced thing where, you know, even a, an emotion like that we see as being positive, like joy, you know, you don't want that to get too high. You know, you want that joy in a, the sweet spot kind of thing. Right. Um, and, and if it gets too high, then your character is going to start to get euphoric. So they're going to start to, you know, kind of miss things that they should be seeing their, their, you know, their attention to, to details going to wander and they're going to, you know, get distracted easily. And they're kind of, you know, their accuracy will go down all that kind of thing. And likewise, an emotion being negative, you know, like, like anger to something like that, you know, I mean, obviously you're going to want to walk that fine line. You're going to want the aggression up uh, enough, you know, when they're in combat right. that they're, they're, they're kind of moving forward instead of being hesitant and, and, uh, you know, kind of nervous, but at the same point, you know, if that gets too high, it's going to start to affect the relationships, you know, outside of combat and, 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 you know, have all kinds of other knock-on effects. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's really a game about getting to know each character and to find, you know, what, what dynamic is ideal for, for each one, what works for each one. Cause you know, just like real people, every one of them has sort of a different, uh, you know, kind of sweet spot that you got to figure out. Right. And, and, and again, that's, that's a big thing with gaming, you know, a lot of, you know, there's a lack of representation for a lot of things, you know, you, you can go in and pick your ideal character, but you can never pick flawed size, the sides of those characters. Sure. Mm-hmm. Right. That was always, you know, one of my favorite things. There's a bunch of role-playing systems that, that sort of do that, you know, that let you pick that, uh, that, that fatal flaw with the character and stuff like that. And I always enjoy that you know, when I was younger too, it just rounds out the experience so much more. So again, just another thing we wanted to, to get into the game that not, you, there's no way to pick all the right choices. And even in the demo, you know, we, we walked through it and Matt, uh, you know, sort of saw at the end there, there's mm-hmm. a, a choice you have to make that no matter which way you decide, you're going to make some of the people unhappy in the group. So then it's just a case of figuring out, okay, how do I go in and mitigate the, right. you know, the effects of that afterwards? I mean, a, a right. good example is if a character loses a parent, for instance, there's no way to talk to them about that. That's not going to make them sad, but just going right. through it and sharing with them and bonding with them is going to build the trust and build the relationship. So you're really playing for the long term in this game, as opposed to trying to get mm-hmm. that short term boost. You're looking to how do I build a, a great relationship that, you know, in a community within these this group that that builds everybody's resilience up and makes us all yeah. stronger. Yeah, and it it feels like on both ends of that spectrum, you can you can play this game and you can fake it and enjoy the game, or you can be completely honest mm-hmm. and still enjoy yeah. this game. Yeah, for sure. And I, I I loved how the game rewards these decisions and punishes both very well, but also very harshly, you know, in a good way, mm-hmm. not in a, not in a too hard of way, but like you really, it, it, it may, it makes it necessary, but enjoyable as hell to have these narrative conversations and to really dig, dig deep. Sure. If you play this game and you really only focus on the combat, you're actually, you're depriving yourself of a larger, um, a larger plot to this game. Would be interesting to yeah. see what the what the narrative turns into if you just do that, though. 
Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's certainly, you know, your your performance is going to go down without a doubt, too. And then, yeah, your characters will be pretty annoyed at you. You know, you haven't been around for months and suddenly you want to talk to me. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, exactly. We've been going through all this, uh, this crap. And what now you want to say hi? Yeah. You know, you'll get a nice, uh, you'll get a nice F you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, but that's why the game does blend it so well. Like, yeah, go do the narrative because you get rewards out of it. But also if you're too harsh and if you're too mean, you get penal, you get penalized. But also if you're too nice and too forgiving and too, yeah. Um, of the other mm-hmm. side of the coin, yeah. you're also penalized. And I gotta say, oh, go, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying it, it. It it makes that need for balance great. Yeah, I I I, I, I kind of felt this because I was in a similar position when I was in the reserves of being that kind of middleman between the higher up ranks and the lower ranks and having to kind of mediate that. Mm-hmm. It definitely hit hit close to home, being like, "All right, I don't want to be too harsh, but if I'm too nice, then they're not going to want to listen to me." And I, it teaches it, it, it. This, I mean, this game in of itself can teach that. Just like you were saying before, it teaches how to have compassion, but to be assertive when necessary. At the same time, and th- I, as fun as this game is, it could also be a learning tool. You know, that's one of the things that, you know, who knows where things are going to go in the future, but, uh, you know, certainly one of the other aspects for the technology and definitely the military guys have have talked to us about that a couple of times, you know, about sort of, uh, you know, it's potential to to be used in a leadership training aspect or or Mm -hmm. something like that. And uh, the other thing that I'd love to see, you know, us us find a way to to sort of, you know, work with the where the technology on is, is to sort of help bridge that gap between, uh, you know, veterans who are returning from duty and their, their caregivers and, and helping each side to understand, you know, from a communication and empathy standpoint, what the other is, is going through and help try to, to, you know, give you again, that safe space to try different communication techniques that, that where the stakes aren't, you know, all or nothing. And you can, you can experiment with, with how do people react when we talk to them like this or, you know, what are good ways to, you know, support and encourage without, you know, kind of being, you know, too forceful or anything like that. So, yeah, I mean, lots of opportunities, but again, first things first, we got to get this, uh, the game done and get it out there. And then who knows where things are going to go from there. Yeah. I mean, heck, I, I hear you. I, I hear you talking about this with the military application and I'm going, I'm seeing this in my, just parenting my two children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Believe it or not, Nate, it's very similar. Yeah, I'm learning that. <laughs> no, nice. the, the possibilities here are are endless because, like, you, you got my brain thinking of how it just all different ways this can be used from a military standpoint, just to learning social skills in a yeah. sense. And like you how, said, you're not going to train your cats, Matt. They're going to do whatever they want. Fine, but I, yeah, ah, fine. <laughs> I can get them on the keyboard. We can make progress. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you don't need to teach them how to do that. They do that on their own. I know, because every day I come home, my keyboard's lit up, and I don't even touch it. You know what? If if you want somebody to help train you to get in CAD on keyboard, 10 is in chat, and she'll tell you how to make that happen uh-huh. because uh-huh. that seems to be a daily struggle for her. Midstream, no less, I'm sure. Yeah. 10's, 10's cat, 10 cats, 
tens and cats. cats. <laughs> no, 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 ten cats. Ten, ten cats. Ten. <laughs> ten root cat. Tens cats are awesome. <laughs> Broke Matt. I, I it's, it's definitely a Friday night stream, isn't it? <laughs> I just started drinking. It's like, come on, can we not get like this crazy? That was, <laughs> this was very full when we started this cast. So. Oh, that's great. So, uh, so many plans and opportunities for down the road. When is the targeted release for Destiny Sword? Well, this is where we get to how long is a piece of string. I mean, we've been very lucky True. that we've been able to, to self-fund the game to this point. Um, we are still looking for a, a publisher or an investor to, to sort of help us, you know, get over the finish line and, and really launch the game, you know, a, a, as we need to, to get the, the size of community we want to, you know, to kind of pull it all together. So we've been trying, uh, you know, for a while now, and, and obviously, you know, the, the COVID situation has not made things uh, easy and, you know, we're not no. able to go to the events and actually meet the publishers all face to face and, uh, you know, have them all in one room. So, uh, you know, it's been a challenging process and, and, and certainly as a, an indie studio, you know, as a startup, uh, it, it's also pretty difficult because we don't have that track record. You know, we have our own personal track records, but we don't as a, as a studio. So it's, it's been a challenge to kind of, especially with all the innovation we've got in the, in the project and, and our focus yeah. on, on kind of really creating something that's, it's going to be positive. It, it's, you know, there, there's a lot of, uh, you know, kind of risk involved, particularly on the, in the perception of the publishers. So it, it's been a challenge to sort of get somebody, everybody loves it, but everybody wants to see how it's going to do first before they, they commit, um, you know, so, uh, so from that side, it's been a bit challenging. And as a result, we're kind of, you know, we've got a fantastic team, but we haven't been able to kind of scale up the way we'd like to, to, to get things out quicker. So we're kind of limping along and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens, um, you know, and hopefully in the near future, we're able to, you know, clear the hurdles and get going. If not, you know, maybe we have to turn to the community and do something like a, a Kickstarter to, to sort of get over the finish line. We'll, we'll just sort of see what, what comes in the next few months. So, with yeah. the best will in the world, we're hoping to get a beta out around, uh, you know, the end of the year. But, um, you know, uh, so much of that depends on the, the funding side of things. Um, right. So we'll just yeah. see how that goes. Well, if if you guys go with a Kickstarter, we'll support it, at, you know, 100% like, like we always do. Anything that we can do to help uh, as well, we're, you know, we're, we're always there. Right. And if there's more, like... If there's a lithograph or some art in it, you if you, you can put a carrot on a string and at the top tier, however what the dollar amount is, and there's yep. a like a physical like piece of art in it, sure. You know you're gonna get at least one person because I don't know if you know this about me, but I absolutely love art and I one of my favorite things no. is concept art. No. I love concept art so Couldn't much. Stop it. So much in it. I love it so much. And I will go right for that carrot. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> hopefully with this year, you know, going forward, hopefully PAX East happens. Uh, we get more opportunities yes. with more conventions and opportunities yeah. for investors and publishers and uh, exhibitors to get out there and mingle between each other, build those connections again. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to see this beta um, by the end of this year and knock on wood. Maybe we could see it sooner than that. Yeah, that would be a a real, real godsend to see such amazing work put into this and time and effort uh, pay off, you know, in the long run with that. And, you know, 
keep moving forward, stay positive and good things happen to good people. And you guys are doing great work and everybody on the team. I've had an opportunity to meet leave four of them total at PAX one year. And it's, it's really something special. So it's a lot of fun. I may just play the narrative side. Forget the forget the combat. I'm just oh, yeah. narrative. I think I played it for like a half an hour before we started stream, and I I didn't even get to the, all the narrative yet. Right, on the demo. Oh, you yeah. won't. Uh, it, love- it's it's so deep that yeah. it, uh, thirty minutes is not enough to go through no. the narrative. When thirty minutes is like half a conversation with one character, right? Like, and it just depends if you're able to uncover those pathways to, to sort of yes. dig deeper. Like you, you may not get them all. Each, each of the yes. characters has a deeper sort of story to them. So if you keep digging, you should be able to find it for each one. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it might take a few goes to do that. I had to stop myself a couple of times because I'd uncover something and then I'd go, Oh, new path. And I'd start reading it. And I'm like, I haven't read this yet with someone else. I need to go talk to them now. <laughs> but you, you, you two are D and D people. You it's can't true. resist the side quest. It's true. Yes. Yeah. It's so true though. And you can't resist. We can't resist like a good, a good narrative and a good role play. It's so true though. <laughs> My gosh. Like, <laughs> Literally, they could write in an acorn dropped on your head, and you'd be like, squirrel, squirrel. Where's the squirrel leading? Follow the right. squirrel. How far was it thrown? Okay. What's my perception? Yeah. Where's well, the range of people lost the perception to see how far it was, was thrown? It, yeah. Was it European? Or, yeah, no. <laughs> what kind of nut was it? Do I know what nut it was? Roll a survival <laughs> check. <laughs> well, how could a swallow fly with a coconut? <laughs> This my God. No, it's not. Just so, <laughs> just, just so you know, now Ten's going to throw that in our campaign when we get to play it. A falling acorn. A, yeah. a falling yeah. acorn and a squirrel. And sure. we're going to we'll know exactly what that means. Yeah. You're welcome. And I will roll, and I will roll an, all the skill checks. It's an eldritch squirrel. Right. Nice. Well, you, have to, you have to roll a perception and a dexterity. I, right. Absolutely. Well, but, Ken... Go ahead, Matt. No, no, I the, just the <laughs> the last the last thing I, I I wanted to say was games like this don't always come across uh, my my view actually ever. This is one of the first few games that I that I've seen that truly depict on a narrative scale and allowing you to control the narrative. Um, how to talk to somebody and how to obtain meaningful information how to provide meaningful feedback or how to provide negative feedback and you know and depending on who you are and how you want to play the game you know you get some things some things are taken away like it's it's just so complex and the the key the the detail that you guys have thrown in here is just phenomenal and i applaud it if i win the lottery tomorrow i will I will invest. I will throw whatever you need at you. Mm-hmm. I'm just not in that position yet, unfortunately. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but but if I do, Ken, I'll call you. <laughs> I got awesome. his number. I'll give it to you. There we go. <laughs> nice. Well, I don't want any of us to turn into pumpkins or anything like that. Uh, Ken, thank but, you so I much. Like uh, I know. I like pumpkin pie. I'm a big <laughs> pumpkin pie fan. If you want to know, my two favorite <laughs> things is pumpkin pie and 
uh, carrot cake. So remember, oh, that. pumpkin pie carrot. can get out. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, carrot cake, though. Why you guys got to be picking on me because of my what I like? Your carrot cake. <laughs> I'm with yeah. you. I love the carrot cake, but for me, it's got to have raisins in it. Some people hate the raisins. Some people want nuts in their carrot cake, and I'm not a nuts guy. I like right, raisins. So what I, kind of nuts? What roll do I have to make? <laughs> We're back to the squirrel again. <laughs> And now I guess some, I will convert you to apple pie, Joe. <laughs> oh, I mean, my wife I'll takes take you up an on that apple pie. Carrot cake. It's like I love carrot cake. I just I'll take raisins, walnuts, whatever you got. If it's carrot cake, I'll I'll take it. But now we're we're really getting sidetracked. <laughs> but Ken, well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us tonight, talking uh more in depth about uh Destiny Sword, what everybody's doing at Two Dog Games. Uh where can people find more information about uh, Destiny Sword and keep up to date? I mean, you can certainly always follow us on, on our social channels uh, on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, um, you know, Destiny Sword and, and Two Dogs Games. But, uh, you know, best place really is to just, uh, you know, if you wish list the game on Steam, first of all, it helps us uh, convince a, a publisher that there's interest out there so that they're really uh, – you know, helps us out, but it also keeps you in the loop then. So when we, we, uh, you know, push updates and, and new demos and things, you, you get notified and, and stuff. So that, that's probably the best. And, you know, I think you guys are, are going to throw up a, a link to the, the steam page. And uh, if you Absolutely. go there, you'll be able to access, uh, you know, our, our webpage and socials from there anyway, but, uh, but yeah, please wish list the game and uh, try it out for yourselves. Just, just did both. <laughs> awesome thank you so much awesome and we threw something in the chat as well to let everybody know where they can find it on steam yeah, there it is yeah the demo's right there there's a great video you can see that shows you a little bit more of the narrative side and the combat side it's so cool take a look at it check it out uh thank you all for listening to the guardians mental health podcast if you can, please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you listen to the uh, to your podcast. It really helps uh, helps with the algorithm, spreads it to others who might not otherwise find us. Keep up to date with everything we are doing over at GuardiansMH.org and follow us on Twitter at GuardiansMH. Join our partnered Discord server over at discord.gg slash GuardiansMH, where we provide peer support, mental health, resor- uh, mental health resources, and just a really chill community. We're cool. We we are. Um, if you're able to, please feel free to donate over to our nonprofit at tiltify.com slash at guardians MH. Um, if you'd like to help fund and continue to fund our mental health kit initiative, please check out both our Patreon at patreon.com slash GMH mental health kits or our coffee at coffee.com slash guardians MH. Uh, This really does help to support and promote and keep our mental health kits spread across the nation, but also keeps it free and keeps us with the ever rising cost of shipping. That's our enemy. (laughs) (laughs) I love the postal. I I love the post service, but it's the enemy. I love our postal service. It's when, as soon as you have to send it by moose or boat, it it becomes a problem. Uh, I'll tell you what, Ken, We'll we'll send you up a, one of our mental health kits so you can yes. see you know have one yourself from us. It's one of the one of our programs that we do. So we uh, uh, provide free mental health kits to individuals throughout the gaming community, and 
it would be really great if we if we could send one up to you. Just so you know, the moose does travel slow this time of year. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, hope hopefully we'll be able to get back together. Uh, if not by the end of this year, then certainly at the beginning of next year at uh, you know our our events and because uh, we really miss hanging out with you guys in person. But uh, you know, always great to to catch up for sure. Likewise, Absolutely. likewise. Looking forward to it and. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for tuning in with us, and we will catch you next time. Let's go.